want to talk today about something that has been on my heart. Uh, let me say as a father in the house. Uh, and I want to talk to us as a family. So I'm not going to be talking really. I'm not, going, I'm not, going, I'm not preaching this morning. Okay? I don't want to preach. But I want to talk as if we are... This is our family. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk about things that concerns us. Uh, and you know, we've been, we've been looking at uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, and I remember when I spoke on John chapter 7 uh, about the Holy Spirit indwelling us, resourcing us, meeting our needs, caring for us, you know, the spirit of grace, you know, the, the spirit of power enlightening us. So one of the works of the Holy Spirit is to actually resource us. It's for, for us to be fulfilled, to be fruitful, to prosper and to make it in life. And then the second one is about outflow. So I'm going to be talking about power for service today. I hope the welcome is, oh, thank you, power for service. <clears throat> so, before Jesus went, he called his disciples, one of his voluntary speech. He was telling them that they should not go anywhere until they've been endued with power from on high. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, I think that's where I'm going to start from. <clears throat> He told them that they are going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on them. And they will be witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So he was telling them that you need power. That we all need power. And the power we need is going to come from the Holy Spirit. So I discovered that as Christians, it's not for us to be looking for power from anywhere. The power we need will automatically come in when we receive the Holy Spirit. So it's not about looking for different powers. It's about once you have the Holy Spirit, you are empowered. You know, we're singing about the presence of God, the, the, the power of God from on high, not from our land. Not man-made, not human-made. This power is from on high. And when we look at that Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you will see it says that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. It's the Holy Spirit that generates the power of God in our life for us to be fulfilled, for us to fulfill purpose, and for us to bless others. But it says, when this power comes, something will happen. You will be witnesses. There's going to be a transformation. There's going to be a change. There's going to be something that is beyond you. As Christians, we should be living in a place where we are operating beyond our capability and our ability. And that only comes when the Holy Spirit 
comes on us. And when we actually receive the Holy Spirit, please, it, this is very, very important. I discovered that in physics or in science, power, which is force, equals displacement over time. Is that not it? Distance over time. Some of you are doing your GCSE now, isn't it? I'm giving you a clue. Power is useless when there is no displacement. Power is measured when you have achieved something over a unit time. So for you to say you have power and there is no displacement, that power is a zero. I'm talking about science, not me. <laughs> you cannot say I have power when we have not seen a shift, a movement, a displacement over a unit time. So when Jesus was saying you'll be witnesses, not only in Samaria, in Judea, and everywhere. What does that show me? It means that every one of us, every day, because of the Holy Spirit's power inside our life, we should be causing a displacement that will bring the kingdom of God here on earth. And it's, it's supposed to be every day. It is not your power. Please, did you, did you remember what I said? It's the power from on high. It's not your power. I keep saying this. Stop using a screwdriver when you can use power drill. And don't put your power drill in the tool box. Bring it out and use it. Amen. Amen. One of the reasons why we need power, let me just show you that reason, and then I'll move to the to what I really want to share with us as a family. But that is it's important for you to know, wow, this is, so, this is so great, that I'm not a powerless Christian. Have you ever sat down to think about that, that you are not powerless? <laughs> you, are, you are not powerless. There is a potential in you that can cause displacement, that can cause a change, even in our society, in our environment, and around us. Every time you wake up, please say to yourself, you know, I, I'm not a motivational speaker. I hope you know that. That uh, people tell you, when you wake up, just say, I'm powerful, I'm powerful, and you are not powerful. <laughs> By saying it doesn't make you powerful. Receive the Holy Spirit that empowers you. And then you will see the change. You will see the change. Should I tell you how I discovered that I was a pastor? You want me to tell you? I, I, you know, how I know that, yeah, God called me to be a pastor. Should I tell you? I didn't know. I didn't know. But I knew three things. Should I tell you those three things I knew? Yeah. I read in the Bible that whatsoever your hands finds to do, do it with all your heart and with all your mind. I was just doing what I know how to do. And people started telling me, ah, you have a caring heart. Uh, you just spoke to us last week, and uh, we just felt better. This was in my secondary school. I was just doing, I, I was not a pastor. I was just doing what my hands finds to do. 
Then secondly, I also heard that God has given every one of us the ministry of reconciliation just to bring peace. I said, is that true? So I have a ministry. I, you know, I didn't have the ministry of a pastor. I didn't know I had the ministry to be a pastor. I was just doing the ministry of reconciliation, just preaching the gospel, just preaching to my friends, to my family members. And that's why all my sisters, I have three sisters, they became Christians, you know. And my father gave his life to Christ two years before he died. And I was seeing results with my friends. So I said, oh, so I have the ministry of reconciliation. I was just doing what <laughs> I was empowered to do. And then I would pray for the sick. And I, I was just discovering me, Kofo. <laughs> you could lay hands on the sick and they are getting well. I was just doing it without calling myself a genuine man of God. <laughs> I was just doing it. Then how did I know that I could preach? When I read in the Bible that when the Spirit comes on you, he has anointed me to preach the good news. So I said, so the word of God is good news. So, you know, I never read the Bible, I never see the Bible as something condemning or judgment. I'm always seeing the good news. So when people read it, I will say, have you not found the good news in it? I will read a verse, I will read a chapter, and I just saw something that was good in it. And that was how I started uh, preaching the word of God. Just bring it the good news, and people will say, ah, I've never seen this in the Bible. I was just doing what God wanted me to do. Ah, so family time. Um, you know, we went, uh, King's Church did the live production of the Pentecost two years ago on uh, BBC. I want to show you what you didn't see and what you didn't know. Okay? I was shocked with some of the things I saw. Some of us were there. How many of us were there? Uh, yes, Yanni, Lukundo, myself. Where is Dami? Uh, she's, she's there. Okay. There were about 40 of us in that monastery, in that compound. But there was nobody in that compound or that monastery that was not doing anything. You can't be in the compound and you are sitting down not doing anything. There was a man, his job was to welcome us at the gate. And he would check, where, what's your name? And he would give us our lanyard. And the direct us. He was not doing anything. Then a lady met us just to say, oh, this is where you are going to sit. This is where you are going to sit. That was her job. But everybody was doing something. Let me show you a video. Please, can you play the video? Thank you. We give you praise. We honor you today. Thank you for your mercy and faithfulness over our lives. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that you have poured on all people. Even though we are not able to physically gather together, we surrender ourselves to you. Holy Spirit, come in your power. Come in your fullness. Bless and encounter us afresh. Help us all to live every day of our lives in a way that brings honor and glory to your holy name. 
We commit all we are going to do this morning into your hands, and we ask you to guide, direct, and lead us by your spirit. We pray. Thank you. That's fine. Did you see that uh, I normally, um, my hands are always active when I'm talking? Then a guy came to meet me and said, that's too powerful. <laughs> Reduce it. So even you, I couldn't, I, I couldn't even resist it. You notice that occasionally my hand was still moving. <laughs> but it wasn't like this. Can you imagine me saying that I'm a man of God? <laughs> I've got freedom in Christ. I can do, I'm intelligent enough. How dare you tell me what to do? Mm -mm. I have to obey him. Please show another picture. You know, I was shocked with this guy with the crane camera. There's another picture of him raising his hand up like this. Yes, thank you. I went to talk to him. For the one hour the live transmission was there, he was just doing that and doing that. So I went to talk to him. I said, ah, are your hands not paining you? You are bending down. Why well, don't you have back pain? He said, I've trained myself to do what I'm doing. So how can you be doing this? Even for me, all of you, if you do this for five minutes, will your hands not be paining you? And can you imagine that when we ask you to raise up your hand sometimes, after about 10 seconds, your hand is coming. And somebody is doing something like this. And please, show the former show the former picture. Did you see the guy behind him? His work was only to hold the, the cord. He was not uh, operating the camera. He was just following the man. If the man goes this way, if the man goes this way, there was nobody there that was not doing something. King's Church family. I want to tell us that only 20% of us are doing 80% of the work in this church. You are vital. You've got power drills, and you are putting it in your box. I need you. You need me. Even if you think what you are to do is insignificant, I still need you. John, please stand up. John is... 83. <clears throat> this John you see is older than me. <laughs> he has never disobeyed me once. Probably for over 15 years, 16 years we've been working together. He used to work as a volunteer in the building, and we don't pay him for that. And I would just say, John, can you go and hang that picture in my office? Kofo, is that what you want? Yes. After he has done it, he said, Kofo, do you like it that way? I said, yes. And you know, during the change of, when the time changes, one hour forward, one hour behind, I would say, John, John will climb either a ladder or an 80-year-old man, I'm telling him to climb up. And John will say, Kofo, is that what you want to do? I say, yes. I say, John, I need a plant in my office. Is John that I, in fact, where you bought the plants, I don't know. John is here, you can ask him. 
you know, is trying to take my time off from concentrating on those things so I can spend it with some of us. And I can spend time to pray and read the word. We need you. We need to up our game. Brothers and sisters. You can do something. Do you know that it's only a few people, about four or five people who are doing us. You know, we, we spend 10 minutes to have food every time, tea, coffee. Only about five people are doing it every week. Some of us, we are very good with computer and technology. You are even a, a business analyst. <laughs> we need you. We need you. I'm talking as a family. This is an in-house thing. Can you imagine... I can remember, my wife can remind, probably for seven years, we've been announcing we need kids worker. And that's the reason why our kids are with us. Our kids are so fantastic. Can you imagine they're not making noise? Please, let's clap for our kids. But honestly, as leaders in the house, our heart is that they will be in their own class that will be teaching them what is relevant to them. But we don't have teachers. Probably some of you don't know that we have to follow the charity commission policy. We are, if we have so many number of children, we have to have a particular number of adults, and they need to be DBR checked. So it's not that we, we can just throw them in a room, be showing them videos, uh, Bob the Builder, and all those scriptural things. But according to the law of the land, for your children's safety, according to safeguarding policy, there has to be a number of adults who are there. That's why. Do you know that some of us, we are here sometimes at nine, and we are the last to leave. You know, we've never said this. We need you. I don't think anybody is here that can tell me that I don't know how to make a cup of tea. Let me round up. Let's look at Proverbs. Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 30. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 30. And I would just like us to respond after, the, after this. Proverbs chapter 30 from verse 24. Please, Proverbs 30 from verse 24. Four things on earth are small, yet they are extremely wise. So let's, I want us to think and reflect on these four things. The Bible says they are very small. It's as if how many of us are here that we can change the whole of Great Britain. Over 60 million people. Mm -mm. The Bible says, think about these four things. But they are extremely wise. So what's the wisdom for us to learn? Unfortunately, when, when, when I was looking through them, I didn't see human beings. <laughs> extremely wise. So let's, let's check. 
It says, the first one, ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food in the summer. Please take note. Some of us are saying, I don't know how to do it. Uh, if I do it, I'm going to make mistakes. This is the best place for you to make mistakes. While you are doing the job, make mistakes. I remember I, <laughs> I don't like DIY, to be honest with you, until I started using power drill. <laughs> so I took some time off work about um, was it 17 years ago. I told them, please, I'm here. Please just use me for two days, anything you want me to do. The leader of the church then, Graham, you know what he told me? He said there are some wirings to do in the roof. <laughs> and uh, so please, can you help us to do that? And I was just thinking, I've never done this before. My wife has been telling me to do some DIY in the house. <laughs> ah, if I'd listened to her, what am I going to do now? Many of you don't know that I've climbed this roof. I know what's in there. And I did it joyfully. I made some mistakes. Some of you also are saying, I'm weak at doing this. Start doing it. You can be weak. Weakness. Lack of proper knowledge is not a reason not to do something. Look at ants. They are boneless. They are spineless. But do you know what they do? The Bible says they store their food in summer. How did they know people don't have brain when to store their food? What does that mean to us as King's Church? If we want to see kids work happen here at Central, in three months, we're going to start now. Please don't think kids' work will be happening every Sunday next week. We need to prepare. If we want to see souls saved, it means we have to train ourselves to be able to follow those things up. So if we want that to happen next year, we need to start preparing now. Things does not happen accidentally. We can't just come to church and things will happen. It, it doesn't. We have to prepare. That's the wisdom. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm talking as a family. <laughs> Do you still like me? Some of you are frowning at me. Uh, and today is Father's Day. <laughs> What's the second creature? Irises are creatures of little power. Do you notice what is happening there? It didn't say they are powerless. Some of you, you say, what do I want to contribute to the church? My power is very little. No, no, no. As long as that power is there, it can do something. If the only thing you can do is just to shake people's hand, power is there. Little power. It didn't say no power. Yet, they make their home in the crags, rocks. There's a picture of, do you have the picture of the badgers or high races? Oh, the, can you see this? You, you know, if you, if you hold it and squeeze it, you can kill it. And it makes its home inside the rock. You know what they do? Their feebleness, that mouth that is powerless, they keep doing it consistently. They could do it for two, three years. But they make their home inside the rock. When storm comes, that's where they hide. 
When anything wants to attack them, that's where they hide. When they want to be comfortable, that's where they hide. But they have done that for over three years. Consistently. Persistently. Do you know the rock I want us to dwell in? According to 1 Corinthians 10, chapter 4, the Bible says that rock is Christ. Can we all be disciples of Christ? Say, I want to serve Christ. And I will be consistent. I will be persistent. I will be constant. I may look powerless. I have little power. Don't worry. I don't know the scriptures that much. Don't worry. But just to say, excuse me, I had the same problem. <laughs> What's the third one? So that I can round up. Locusts have no king, yet they advance together in ranks. Wow. In East Africa alone, in 2015, the economic damage of locusts was $8.5 billion. And they don't have any king. They don't have anybody to lead them. Oh, you've, you see, I, I lived in Africa. Once the swans, once they come in, they, they can destroy a whole farm in less than one hour. What you have planted for one year, they destroy it in less than 10 minutes. <laughs> can we move together as an army of God to cause damage to the kingdom of the devil? It's possible. The lawlessness in our nation the lies by some of our politicians, and then they will cover it up. Can we say, yes, we can bring the truth together? But you see, one locust cannot cause that damage. Some of us are saying, hey, I wish the church would do this. Excuse me. Locusts will say, we didn't have any leader. You are the church. What am I expecting? That you will take initiative and say, this is my church. Like Jesus said, this is my father's business. This is what I can do. And I'm going to meet one of the leaders. I can do this. And this is what I want to do. I think I have the capability to do that. How do I do that? You don't need somebody to lead you. You see something. Do you know what I discovered? Leaders don't see everything. I'm just confessing to you. There are some things you see that it could bring a change, that could bring something fresh, and it will meet the needs of people, and God will be glorified. But we, have to, we ought to do it together. What's the last thing? Please, if somebody has the message translation, you help me to read the last one, 28. Proverbs 30, 28. A lizard can be caught with the hand, yet it is found in king's palaces. I've never been to Buckingham Palace. Lizards will be found in Buckingham Palace. Please, does anybody have message translation? Read it for me, please. Daily, I'm sure you have it. Yes, you have it. Read it. Please stand up and read it so that we can hear. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Easy enough to catch, but they sneak past vigilant palace guards. Some people would think, who are these people? Easy. 
commoner. But do you know our message can be heard in the, in the palace? The security at Buckingham Palace, you can't go in. But even with the security in the Buckingham Palace, there was a man who went in and sat in front of the queen. Do you know that? Some years ago. He entered Buckingham Palace and entered the queen's bedroom. And I said, Queen, hey. <laughs> the most secure building in the world is the White House. You'll still easily find lizard. Please, don't, don't let us underestimate our power. Don't let us underestimate our power. But we can do this together. That's my message. As we celebrate Father's Day.